Something different than talking about some bitches, you know what I'm saying? Give brothers some real talk.
Shopping the fiddle. and gentlemen welcome to a special edition of solo tv 84 and i'm your host solomon jones in the chat let me know if you can hear me if you're in the chat let me know if you can hear me please i need that feedback people before we get started And if you're watching the playback, this is what we call a live stream, meaning it's a live show, so everything is happening in real time. Sometimes um, things happen on these live streams. Okay? Let me know if you guys can hear me. Hey, Pro Style, can you hear me? Come on, people. I need that feedback. Please, please, I need that feedback, people. All right, all right, all right. My name is Solomon Jones, and I'm your host here at Solo TV 84. And before I begin this video, let, let me just begin. <clears throat> My channel is for men, okay? 
my channel is for men to talk about things that are considered taboo, to talk about things that are not considered politically correct, to talk about modern issues that men face where we become ostracized. However, even though my channel is a men's channel, my channel is particularly for black men. Why? Because I'm a black man and my biggest supporters are black men. Black men support my channel the most financially, as well as among other things. Okay. So I really, um, as a black man, my emphasis is on black men. That doesn't mean that I don't fuck with other races of men. I just want to be clear. But as a black man, my biggest contributors, the, the biggest supporters uh, are black men. Now, I'm not saying that other men don't contribute. Uh, one of my biggest uh, Patreon contributor is a, a Puerto Rican gentleman. You know what I'm saying? Um, most interesting, I don't know how, <laughs> how I do. People always say that, and I don't, I don't see it. But he is the OG, so I got a lot of respect for him. Shout out to any chat niggas in the in the in the chat. If there are any chat niggas in the chat, shout out to DJ Academics, man. I fuck with the chat niggas. I fuck with academics heavy. I just, you know, when people do that comparison, I don't know how, because you know, we talk about two different topics. We're in two different lanes. Even though I do talk about music and hip hop, um, I I talk about other stuff as well. Stuff like this that you know academics doesn't talk about. But before I begin this video, I, I want to start this off with an introduction saying that as black men in, and this is not just for black men in the, in the corporate world, okay? This is for black men as well as black men who might be, you know, working blue collar jobs or black men just in the regular work face. We face a unique situation every day. We have to overcome hurdles and stereotypes that other men may not think about, okay? That other men, just white men don't have to think about, Chinese men don't have to think about. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, I just want to be clear. The reason I'm doing this introduction is this is not a whining or complaining video. This is a video for black men, number one to be able to give them tips and advice on situations that they will face. Cause I do have a lot of young men who are college age that watch my videos. How do I know? Shout out to them on my Snapchat, Taylor Walston. I see you player. I see you, Jeremy bitch ass. I see this dude. Hey, shout out to Jeremy, man. I fuck with him heavy, but bro, you, you know, you're not fucking with me, right? I just got to say, I got girls on girls on girls on my snaps and, and you, you know, I'm just saying you be taking selfies in the bathroom. So, but shout out to all the, the young black men and all the young men that watch my Snapchat for motivation that are, this, this video is for y'all, okay? Now, you guys might be in college, having your fun, doing your thing, but once you get into the real world, you're going to need some of this, what I'm about to give you, some of this game to maneuver pro style. You're going to, well, pro style might already be in the working world, but, pro, but you're going to need some of this game that I'm about to give you guys. That's just the truth, okay? And and so it's very important. The reason I'm doing this video is not, this is not a whining video or complaining video. This is a video to give black men the game on how to maneuver in corporate America so they protect themselves. So when they're dealing with an odd situation with some of the stuff I'm about to talk about, they're not caught off guard, okay? 
It's very, very important. Okay? I don't see, shout out to Mr. Research besides him, but I don't see a lot of other YouTubers talking about some of the stuff that I talk about. This is very important. And a lot of brothers have given me feedback that they love it when I talk about this. So let, let's, let's get it to popping. It's not going to be a long video. I'm going to keep it short unless niggas is super chatting out to ask because I, I got shit to do today, okay? I got a Becky, and I, I, gotta, I got shit to do, my nigga. I got shit to do. I got to, listen, man, I got to go to the liquor store, you know what I'm saying, pick up some vodka, you know what I'm saying? I got a chick on deck, so unless niggas is super chatting out the ass, I'm, I'm going to keep it brief. <clears throat> and pardon me for saying the N-word, but, you know, once again, I'm talking to my young guys. So number five, okay? And the, the, the title of the video, I know it's an odd title, Five Things and Tips. Black men may face in corporate world, but, you know, I, I had to do it that way because these are, you know, this is not a, a this is an orth, unorthodox video. So let, let me, let, but let me get started. I know you guys are waiting. Number five. Now, number five, I've talked about before, but I got to bring this up again. Number five, if you're a, a brother in the workplace, stay away from the gossip shit. Please stay away from the gossip shit. Now, gossip is something that, you know, people have been doing for ages. This is a part of human nature. I get that. But as a black man, if you're in the corporate world, that gossip can be used against you, and it will be used against you. Take it from somebody who knows, okay? You you are out there cackling with these females or these uh, other dudes at your workplace, and all the while, while you cackling and gossiping with them, they're taking information on you. So when shit hits the fan, who you think they're going to throw under the bus? Okay? That's just what happens. Some of you brothers, man, have this feminine energy, you know, because you want to be good with the black women at the workplace. So you're cackling with these these black women, talking about love and hip-hop, gossiping about other office workers because you're trying to get into some black chick's coochie or, you know, you just want to be cool with the black women. So you gossip and this and that. All the while, while you're gossiping with Shaniqua, Shaniqua is writing down intel on you. Now, she's not writing it down in front of you. What she's doing is she's mentally writing it down. Make no mistake, these same people that you gossip with, even if whether you're gossiping with the, your white co-worker or Shaniqua, the black women, keeping intel on you. So what I do at my workplace when it comes to gossip, I'm oblivious. I don't know what the fuck is going on. And that might be a bad thing, but I don't, I, I keep my head down. A lot of, you know what I'm saying? The, the gossip thing is that's a feminine energy. Let me, let me tell you guys a true story. I'm going to tell you guys a couple true stories. Some of you may have heard the story already. The first story is this, okay? I used to work at a bank. And there was one brother, you know, mortgage and, and stuff like that. He was great. He was really good at this shit. I mean, this dude, he kind of looked like Donovan Sharp, but a fatter version. No diss to Donovan Sharp. No diss to Donovan Sharp. But I'm just saying that this dude looked like Donovan Sharp, but he was he was kind of fat. You know what I'm saying? He looked like Donovan Sharp. But this dude knew how to sell. He knew how to sell. So one day, he had a client that, you know, he's trying to close this deal with. This brother, he can't be found. Because he told the client, hold on, I'll be right back. So the client is waiting there, trying to finish the deal. 15 minutes go by, and, and the client's like, yo, does anybody know where he is? He said he's going to the bathroom. 
come to find out, this nigga is in the back room gossiping with the black chicks, listening to their gossip on some weirdo shit. He had his ear, he had his ear pressed against the, the freaking door so he could listen to what the black girls were gossiping about. You know, and, and you here you have a client ready to close a deal, but you're so worried about what, what these black women are talking about that you you are fucking your money up. And that's some bitch ass shit. You're more worried about what the black women are talking about than closing a deal. So needless to say, he got written up for that. Okay. And then and, and don't ever put yourself in that type of position. Never. Okay. Another situation I'll tell you guys, and these are true stories, by the way. Another situation I'll tell you about is this, man. Um, I was in a different company. And one of the managers, what he would do is he would have his little spies and shit. And then he would have those spies, you know, trying to be friendly with you and say, well, what do you think of so-and-so? Or what do you think of this manager? Then they would run it back to the manager. And if you said something unfavorable, unbeknownst to you, you would be on his shit list. And you'd be like, damn, why is this dude riding me so hard? Well, you said some shit that you shouldn't have said to the wrong person. You know, I'm telling you, you can't trust anybody in corporate America or in the workplace. People will use you if they feel like they can get ahead. It's a doggy dog world. Why wouldn't they use you? People are petty. People are insecure. So if you're gossiping about somebody, people want to know what's being said about them, especially in this generation, because bitch assness is rampant. You know, people will say what they, yeah, and it's not, let me keep it real. It's not just black women, dude. It is not just black women, although black women do fall, um, are known for gossiping heavy. Let's keep it real. But it'd be the white women too. Becky with the long hair. And nice tits and ass? Yeah, some of you niggas love that bitch. You're like, oh, shit. No, don't do that Tiffany Jolene shit. No, no. I've noticed some of you brothers, you know, maybe because me, I'm a different type of brother. But some of you dudes, you you Becky with the long hair, that Tiffany Jolene, yeah, you, y'all be ready to cackle and, and tell her all types of shit, not knowing that she's getting that intel for the boss so that way they can snitch on you and get you the fuck out of there. Pardon my language. But that's the truth. That's the truth. You know, so you got to be careful. Don't trust anybody, man, at the workplace. Don't be gossiping. Don't be cackling with them. Even if you want to know, keep your head down. I don't gossip. I don't give a fuck. When I go in the workplace, man, I got my meditation music on or I'm listening to a YouTube video and I do my job, man. I'm not here to gossip this and that. Yeah, some of these sisters try to gossip, but yeah, they got some nice asses. Yeah, they be looking good, but I'm not here for that. I'm here to get paid. I'm here for my paper. That's that's what you got to look at. Some of you niggas going in the workplace and y'all, oh, man, I'm here just, you're bullshit and have a good time. Then you get caught up. You know? That's just, that's just the truth. All right, let me go to number four. You know what I'm saying? Let me go to number four. Number four, a lot of you are going to relate to this. Overcoming the angry black man stereotype or the docile black man stereotype, a.k.a. the bitch-ass nigga stereotype, okay? Here's the thing. A lot of people always talk about the angry black woman. Well, when you're in corporate America or when you're in the workforce, there's also the angry black man. 
okay? When things happen that affect society, this and that, like when, the, you know, the Philando Castile shooting happened, people all of a sudden get weird around you, okay? But people's experiences, particularly non-black people, white people, the only thing that they know about black people, majority of them, not all of them, but the only thing that they know about black people is what they've seen on television. This is the truth. It's what they have seen on television. I had a white woman um, recently, shout out to her, I'm not going to mention her name, but she's a white woman who watches my channel and she's fine as fuck and I told her she's down, you know what I'm saying? You can get the bunker buster, baby. Anyway, but I had a white woman mention to me, you know, she watched a couple of my videos when I did interview Rebecca and she, she said that she thought that racism was something that, you know, was just on television. She said that I've I've never experienced racism. I never thought about racism because I'm, you know, she's a beautiful white woman. Why would she care about racism? Well, she had her wake-up call, and, and not to get off topic, but she realized racism was real when she dated a black man. She said that that's when I realized, holy shit, this thing is realer than a motherfucker. And okay, so me and her, we had that talk. Come to find out when she was dating a black man, all of a sudden, friends that she had known for years, um, the friendships started to disintegrate as well as people bringing in that bullshit energy. And so, you know, what I'm trying to say is the reason I use that white woman as an example is, is that a lot of these people that you work with, they have no clue of what you deal with. A lot of you brothers that are in college, like Taylor Walston, pro style, you might have some white friends and cool. They might chop it up with you. They might listen to Lil Yachty or Lil Uzi Vert with you or whatever. That's cool. But they won't experience the shit that you experience. That's why when you, you got your black friends, they can relate to that. But, you know, you talk about a white dude about racism. What the fuck does he know about that? No disrespect, but I'm just keeping it real. So what you will face is when you get in the corporate world, they will put you in a box. They'll either put you as the angry black guy or the docile black man. And that's when things happen. If you're the angry black guy, oh, you're going to need coaching or you're just not a team player. They'll, they'll, they'll use that. That's code word, okay? Because, you know, they stay on code. So that's the type of shit that they'll say. Oh, you're angry all the time. You're not a team player. And if you're docile, you look at as soft. You know, if you're friendly, you look at as soft. And so what they'll try to do is they'll try to fuck with you by making offhanded, like, offhanded jokes. That might be borderline racist. Let's keep it real. They'll make offhanded jokes. They'll say shit. Like O'Shea, for example, he had a video where he said, uh, you know, when they see that you're not the angry black guy and you're actually not the stereotype, because they'll put you in those two boxes as the angry black guy, the docile black guy, or the lazy black guy. Let me add him to the mix as well. And then when you're not that black guy, they start saying some shit like, you know, well, you, you, you're different. You're different than them, them other Negroes. Well, they won't say it like that, but you get the point. You know, you'll hear them talk, you know, they, they will get comfortable telling you things, especially older um, black folks. Especially older black folks, man. Uh, not excuse me, not older black folks. Excuse me, especially older white folks, because older white folks, they they ha- they don't give a fuck. Let's keep it real. Older white folks will speak their mind. 
but they will talk about politics. Sometimes I've noticed in the past, especially when Bush was president, not not in the Trump era, because the company I work for is liberal as fuck. So, but a previous company I work for, hold up, let me hit this water. This was when W was president, okay? 43rd, not 41st. When 43rd was president, you know, they, they would ask you certain questions to see, oh, he must be a liberal like these others, or maybe he's conservative. Just to, to see, you know what I mean? And I, I'd, I'd be just like, yo, you know, I'm the, I, you know, what I would say back then when I was a little bit more open with my conversation, because I was young, dumb, young and dumb, I would just say, you know what? Politics is choosing the lesser side of two evils. You know, you got Satan on one side and Lucifer on the other. They're both the same. They're just known as different names. That's what I would always say. It's choosing the, the lesser side of two evils, you know? And that's just the truth. But at the end of the day, what they would try to do is gauge, okay, what type of Negro is he? Is he one of us? You know, can he be in the club? You know what I'm saying? And me personally, I would never, you know, now I don't even talk about politics. I just don't, don't even bring me into that shit. Uh, who gives a fuck? People will still try. I, I just don't care. Okay? Because what happens is, is if you say something they don't like, they'll, they'll use that shit against you. Oh, you, you, you think about what, Trump? You think he, he did that with Russia? He's not, he's innocent. You know, look, I'm not here to talk. I'm, I'm just here to get my motherfucking money and leave. I'm not here to talk about politics. I'm not here to listen to you f talk about how you fucked your wife in the ass last night. I'm not here to hear none of that shit. I'm just here to get my money and I'm here to leave. And that's how it's got to be. You, some of you brothers, man, you go into the workplace and you want to be all friends, buddy, buddy with shit because you want to be like, I'm not like those other Negroes, Mr. White, man, I promise. You know, you're looking for that acceptance because you finally think that you've arrived. And I'll talk more about that in a moment. You know, you got to be careful. All right, number three. And thank you for the donation, Brian Hodgson. Like I said, man, I, I got to move really fast. You know what I'm saying? Because I got plans, player. Number three. Okay, number three. <laughs> number three is going to really rustle some people's gym jams, man. Number three is going to be some of the realest shit I ever said. And real brothers are going to relate. And if you can't relate, that's fine. But number three. Don't get into an elevator with Becky, with white women. Okay? Don't get into an elevator. What the fuck does that mean? Don't get into an elevator with white women. Okay? Let's say it's you and a white woman. You guys are waiting for an elevator. Okay? It's just you and her. Don't get into that elevator. Okay? I've been in situations where an elevator came down, Dark Man Jeff, and it was just, you know, when the elevator opened, there was nobody inside. It was just me and the white woman. I walked away. I've also been in situations where I'm walking, by, you know, towards my office or I'm walking somewhere. And then it's just me and a white woman in a lonely corridor. It's a big-ass company, but it's just me and her. And you can see how uncomfortable she is. Even though we're, you know, we're in a public space, there's cameras damn near everywhere. And, you know, you work for the company. You can see that. Now, a lot of people are going to be like, what the fuck? The reason why I say that shit is because this is how shit can happen. Next thing you know, she goes to HR talking about, yeah, I was in the elevator with this big black guy and he was looking me up and down or I felt very uncomfortable. 
Trust me, man. Trust me. I know that that sounds hella crazy, but that shit happens. That shit happens a lot. I see, you know, look, I'm a, let me give you guys another story, okay? Uh, the, you know, there, there's um another company I used to work for, man. It was this beautiful Spanish girl that brothers used to go crazy over because Spanish girls are very hard to come by. You don't see them a lot out here. Spanish girls are virtually non-existent, you know? So when you see a beautiful Spanish girl, a lot of guys will go crazy, especially one that has black future. She's got a big ass, small waist. You know what I'm saying? So excuse me. So a lot of brothers would always sweat this Spanish chick, right? And she loved it. She was getting a lot of attention, this and that. But you know what? All it takes is for one wrong situation. One wrong situation. One wrong situation. I don't get into elevators with white girls, man. One wrong situation. Now, let me give you guys a real story. Okay? You, you go, go into an elevator with a white chick. Sarep, so, let me give you guys a real story. So I used to be cool with this white chick at a different company, right? I'm not going to mention her name. But this white chick was, you know, she was cool, whatever. She had a man. But she was a major flirt. And, um, you know... Me and her, we were cool. We would, like, you know, talk or whatever. And, you know, she was a cool chick. She was cute. At that time, she was really cute. She was, you know, a Minnesota 7. <laughs> but long story short, I remember one time, I don't know why, but this was years ago when, you know, me and her, we went shopping because I was going to buy a new shirt or something. And she came with me to kind of, like, pick it out. And she was really cool. But she had a man, you know, so I was kind of like, okay. You know, this was when I was indiscriminate with my cock, you know, so I would dip my, my pen in company ink. I don't do that shit no more, okay? You players, just let it be known. But this white chick or whatever, you know, she was a mandingo-fied white chick, okay? But she was the the the, the version that was dangerous because she was the type of white girl that when she was with you, right, when she was with a black man, she, you know, she would talk that nigga talk. I know niggas going to be mad when they hear the playback, but she would, you know, basically she would talk. She would talk their shit. But when she was with white people, she knew how to adjust her shit, and she, she would go back to being Becky, like, oh, so nice to meet you. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my gosh. You know how white girls do. Right, Darkman Jeff? Brian Hodgson, thank you. You know how white girls do. Like, oh, my gosh. I was, like, at the store last night, like, totally, like, lost my mind. I got so fried listening to Taylor Swift. Like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? But when she with you, nigga, she'd be like, you know what? Fuck them hoes. Fuck them bitches. You'd be like, what the fuck? That shit. You know what I'm saying? But long story short, me and her, somehow we got into an argument. Long story short, okay? We got into an argument. I don't even remember. This was years, like, this was like 10 years ago when I worked for complete. I've been through mad jobs then. But we got into an argument, and she called me the N-word. She called me nigga. Because remember, this is a mandingo-fied white chick. Exactly, pro style, code switch, exactly. So I looked at this broad like, hell no, you did not just call me a nigga. So I could have gone off on this bitch, right? But what I did, I, I went straight to like fucking, I went straight to the boss of the company. I told her, yo, this is what Shorty said. After that, me and the chick, we never, um, nothing ever happened. We weren't cool no more after the argument. Because then what she was trying to tell him is like, well, he was looking at me like this and that, but they knew she was bullshitting, okay? So some of you guys think like, you know, you're dealing with Becky with the long hair at the workplace. 
Yeah, Mr. Universal Sports. I went to, she got written up all of that. So you know what I'm saying? But like I said, you think that, you know, because you're dealing with this Mandingo fight, white chick, everything is cool. All it takes is one wrong move for things to go sour, and it did. And after that situation, I learned that it doesn't matter how niggified a white girl asks, but if she's still doing the whole, oh, my God, I went to the store, la, 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 when she's around white people, but then when she's with you, she thinks she can call you the N-word. Fuck that now, you know. But like I said, to bring it back on topic, don't, don't be going in. Don't put yourself. What I'm trying to say is don't put yourself in a situation where a woman can say that you sexually harassed her at the workplace. Don't, don't, don't bring up conversations. Don't put yourself in an elevator with a white woman where she says she feels uncomfortable or, or you know what I'm saying? Some of you niggas be at the workplace. You'd be like, oh my gosh, Solo, did you see this girl? There'd be some brothers like that, man. Extra thirsty at the workplace. Just like, like they ain't never seen a Becky before. Like, God damn, nigga, chill. Have some of this Gatorade, nigga. Thirsty as hell. God damn. You know? I don't look, don't get me wrong. I enjoy looking at some of the women at work, but I don't do it. I just don't do it. I don't go out of my way to do it. I don't even try to look at because all you it's it, it leads to a sexual harassment charge. That's just what it is. Okay? So be careful, guys. And let me just say real quick, uh, Darkman Jeff, thanks for the donation. Brian Hodgson, thanks for the donation. I appreciate that. Okay, so right now we're at number two. Number two is important. So, <laughs> some of you niggas is going to get mad at number two, but I, I, I got to keep it real. I got I to gotta keep it real. Number two, you got to stay on code. Stay on code. Look, man, uh, let, me, let, me, let me give <laughs> Let me be right. I remember one time I was walking in the hall, right? All of a sudden, man, you hear this dude, this brother rapping. To all you bitches, suck my dick. To all my real jail niggas, shit about to get thick. I'm not a nice person. I mean, this, this nigga's rapping DMX like he's fucking losing his life. He's rapping DMX lyrics. You know DMX. How? Ow, 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 It's not what you're hearing. Hey, listen, it's not what you're hearing. X gonna give it to ya. And I'm just like, yo, like, this dude is just going crazy rapping DMX lyrics like anybody could have heard him. The president of the company, anybody. This nigga's going, ow, ow, ow. Get at me, dog. Get at me, dog. Suck my dick. Ow, ow, ow. What the fuck is wrong with you, nigga, man? Or you walking into the fucking bathroom and the nigga's pop locking this shit. Just drop the. Nigga, look at me. Oh, oh shit, man. Oh, it's just you. I'm like, what, what are you doing, nigga? You know, he pop locking like Jeremy in front of the mirror and shit. He just like, oh, it's just you, dog. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't a white dude. Seeing me do this jive bullshit. You niggas really, <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you niggas, man? Like, some of your brothers really need to stay on cold, man. Look, I understand, man. It's Friday night. You excited to get off work. But don't be doing no rapping in the hallway. Or, or you know, black women do it too. I heard black women talk about making a sex tape and using the N-word. Don't be doing that shit. When you are in the workplace, stay on code. What does that mean? Have a form of decorum. Carry yourself with respect. 
Don't be doing no buffoonery corner. You can look, you can do that X going give it to you at the crib. I do it. I'll be rapping. I'll be rapping at, at the crib. That's cool. But when you're at the workplace, don't do that dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that dumb shit at the workplace. Stay on code. You know, you got people, they all of a sudden think that, you know, they try to bring that ghetto shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep it real. Brothers are going to get mad, but they trying to bring that hood shit to the workplace. Be like, ow, ow, Doc D. No, don't do that shit. Smoking weed in the car. Don't do that. Leave that shit at the crib, man. Smoking weed in the car and they break. Don't do that shit. You know, you're making 40, 50, 60, 70 a year, however these people are making, and you're smoking weed on your lunch break, man. <sighs> Willing to lose it all. I mean, is your addiction or is your weed habit that bad that you got to smoke weed in your car and lose your job over some dumb shit? You can't even wait to get off of work to do that shit? You know, you got to stay on code. They are looking to get rid of you. They, they don't want you there. They are looking to get rid of you. So when you do that dumb shit, you know, listen, you know, rapping DMX in the hallway indiscriminately like, you know, you're just at home when you're not. Using the N-word, having conversations that are not work related. You know, so you got to stay on code. That's number two, man. You got to stay on code. You know, don't give these people a, a reason to to, you know, get rid of you, man. I mean, they're going to judge you anyways. But but don't give him a reason. You know? Don't give him a reason, man. That That's facts. All right, y'all ready for number one? Number one, like I said, man, <clears throat> I don't really have all day. I, I got to go to the liquor store, Dark Man Jeff. You know, I got a young breezy coming through the night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Play y'all. You know? Yeah, Ray. <laughs> Shout out to Ray, man. I see you. All right, number one. Okay. And by the way, the article you're seeing is a good article as well. Um, it's titled Black Men in Corporate America Confronting Stereotypes and Dispelling Myths. I highly recommend that you read it. Coincidentally, it's written by a black woman who has got a PhD, but I think she did a great job. Okay. I think she did a great job. But I, I wanted to give my input on it because as a black man who's been in the workforce for half of his life, I think that I'm more than qualified to speak on this. Having worked all types of jobs from, you know, flipping burgers to being in Fortune 500 companies, whatever. You know, I'm not saying I'm balling. Definitely not. <clears throat> but I've experienced all types of shit. So that's just what I got to say. Okay, so number one, okay, number one is a universal thing, but number one, as a black man, you will be dealing with covert racism and favoritism. You will be dealing with covert racism and favoritism. What do I mean by that when I talk about racism and favoritism? Well, number one is, let's say you get a, a job at a company okay, at a position, um, there will be people, bosses, entities that, you know, they will, they won't like you because of some of the other things that I mentioned. And they will try to 
get somebody that they like in your position. Even if number one, you're qualified, even if you're educated enough or overqualified, it doesn't matter. Okay. They will try to get somebody in that they like. They will try to get somebody in. So what they will do is they will try to set you up for sabotage. They will try to, um, you know, give you bad reviews and, and say that you have to do this more. Because being a black man in the workplace, as I mentioned before, there's the stereotype that we're already lazy, right? But now here you are as a black man and you're in a position where you may be somebody's boss or you may have a high position where somebody's looking at you like, how the fuck did you make it all the way up here? Okay? And that's very important. So what's going to happen is, is if you try to move on to a different position or try to get a, a raise or something like that, you will be confronted with people who don't want to see you make it or people who feel like somebody else should be in your place. And the only reason why you got into you the position that you're at is because you're black. When, as I mentioned prior, you made it in that position or place, not because you're black, but because you are qualified. And then there's also, like I said, it's a, there's a flip side to that coin as well, because there, there will be certain people who say, well, we can't really bump you up there because you're not qualified to move up there. Even though you may have more experience than anybody, right? You may have 15 ex years of experience driving forklifts and shit like that, and they should move you up as a manager. But they'll get some other guy from outside, punk-nosed kid from college who's only got like 16 months, and they'll, they'll put you in that position that you should have gotten. Exactly. And I agree with that. You will find more favoritism than racism. Yeah. Because that racism shit, it happens. Let, don't get it twisted. It happens. But people, favoritism is rampant. It's not about who you know, but who you blow. Excuse me. It's not about what you know, but who you know. And it's not about who you know, but who you blow. Because who you know, you got to blow. Same shit. You know what I mean? But that's what it's about. If, and if you're black, man, and you're trying to do it the right way, you know, you're trying to um, get ahead the right way, you will realize that there will be people that will oppose you. They will do some fuck shit to get rid of you and your position. Let me guys give you a story, okay? I, I knew this brother. He worked for Microsoft. And this brother was, you know, making six figures at Microsoft. And he said that his boss was starting to give him bad reviews and shit like that was being dismissive. And he found out through the grapevine that his boss was sabotaging him, friends in that he knew in college to get the position. And so what he did is he took that shit to HR and he was able to get that squash and go on a different team. What I'm trying to say is, is if you're dealing with somebody trying to sabotage you because of favoritism or somebody trying to you know, sabotage you with your job because this is your job. This is your livelihood, man. This is how we pay our bills. This is how we feed ourselves or our families. So when somebody's fucking with you like that because they don't think you're worthy or, or they have an agenda and they're being unfair to you, you got to write that shit down, write it down, and then go to HR. Let me give you guys another story, man. Um, there was a time where I was being harassed by these women at the workplace because these women thought they could talk crazy to me. So this was like 10 years ago or something when I worked, you know, when the economy went to shit. So I, I took any job I could get working as a collections agent. 
I went to the manager. I told him exactly what was going on, and I was in the right. But the manager, he had no, he wasn't qualified to be a manager, you know. And needless to say, what happened, even though I reported it right away, is that in that situation, um, the women basically got off scot free. And so what I'm saying is, even if you report these shit sometime, don't be discouraged. But you may have to report it to somebody who's more qualified. That's just what it is. You got to protect yourself, man. Because there are people that don't want to see you make it. Entities that want to see you stressed out. Just like in that picture, man. People that don't want to see you make it. As a black man, you don't have friends in corporate America. Okay? And the higher you go, the more difficult it becomes. Because you might think to yourself, I made it. I finally made it, right? You know, you think to yourself, I'm educated. I got a master's degree in engineering or science or whatever. I got some friends in that. You know, you, you right now, you, you're in a, in a fancy sales pitch dinner with some white people. You're drinking expensive wine and eating expensive food. You know, you're making good money. You know, you, you got a hot white girlfriend and shit. You're thinking to yourself, I made it. I finally made it. And, you know, you, you're on the top of the world. But at the end of the day, man, these people, they don't look at you as equals. No matter how educated you become, like Don Calypso once said, they still look at you as a nigga. You're still a nigga to these people, bro. doesn't matter how educated you are, what, what do you do for a job, how qualified you are, a uh, great person you are. It doesn't matter. They still look at you as a nigga, man. That's facts. They still look at you as a nigga. It doesn't matter that you've proven yourself. Because, you know, let's keep it real. Being black, you got to work three times as hard as anybody. Because we sure as hell know black women and white women ain't doing shit. <laughs> you know? You got to, as a man, you see there's a, there's an, you know, being a man, and I didn't say this early on, but being a black man with masculine energy, it is something that people fear in the workplace. It is something that people fear in the workplace. And so people are going to challenge you. People are going to try to block you from advancing. And, and you will see that your white coworkers, they will have an easier route because they have people that have their back that will say, hey, we'll get you that position. And you being black, you busting your ass for years and years at this company, but they don't want to see you advance. And here's the, here's the thing. And I didn't talk about this. But when you're not the stereotype, right, pro style, if you're not the lazy nigga, that lazy stereotype, but you're the hardworking stereotype, what they'll do is they'll give you more responsibility, right? But number one, you're not getting paid as your white counterpart. Number two, now you've got more responsibility because you're trying to prove yourself, right, pro style? You're trying to work up, right? But they give you more responsibility. And at the whole time, while they're giving you more responsibility, they're not giving you the credit. You're getting fucked. It's, it's a tough look. That, there's certain Look, I'm not saying I got all the answers, man. I'm not. And here's the thing. To you young brothers, man, especially for you young brothers who are business or entrepreneur-minded, if you can start your own business, do it. But that's one of the most difficult things to go through is when you work harder than the next guy and people take advantage of that because they're going to know that, hey, Solo is going to do overtime or Pro Style is going to do overtime or Darkman Jeff is going to do overtime. Darkman Jeff is going to do the dirty work. And we're not going to pay him for it. We're not even going to give him a raise for it. We're not going to give him that position that he deserves. 
work more, be a little bitch, and, and then we keep it moving. That's the truth. And that's, that's one of the most painful things about being a black man in corporate America when you got to work three, four times as hard as the next person, but you don't get that benefit. You don't get that reward. And here's the thing. When you go to HR, what the fuck are you going to tell them? Like, oh, I opted. You, you chose to do more responsibility and you're not getting a raise. You can't. You don't have a case. You see, that's that's the reason why how they get you with that favoritism, man, because now you're trying to get into that favoritism box, but but what they're doing is they're using you. So now you're working hard, you're busting your ass, and this may go on for years, months, or however long it goes on. You're busting your ass because you're trying to get to that next position, and they give it to some motherfucker who's not even worthy. You know? But yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying is, is Darkman Jeff, if you can... Get a side hustle that you're passionate about. That's what I would do. That that would be that should be the ultimate goal for any black man is to own your own business and be the king of your domain, meaning being the king of your business. I would love to do that. You know, my goal is eventually, I don't know. I I, I talked about it to Brother Belina. It's like, yo, I would love to have my own photography business, you know, just like he did. Take pictures and um travel the world. Why not? You know. That's one of them. But trust me, guys, I, I was in that situation before. Okay, guys? I know some of you guys are going through that situation where you're busting your ass. You're working hard. Not only are you trying to defeat the stereotypes, and because, you know, we don't all start at zero. Some people start at 50. Some people start at 10. As a black man, you start at negative 100. Okay? You bust your ass, this and that. Try to get ahead. And all the while, these people are just fucking with you, man. They know that you work hard. They know that you are qualified for the raise or that position, but they're not going to give it to you. And I've worked in companies where they did give it to me because they realized that, hey, this kid works hard. But it's one of those things, man. I'm letting you brothers know if you can get your own business started and, 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 and hustle up, you feel me? That's just what it is. You know, I love doing, like I said, videos like this, I love doing this. This is therapeutic for me because <laughs> who else, where else can we go as men and talk about this type of topic? Where else can we go? Can you talk about this with your boss? Fuck no. Especially if your boss isn't black or, or could give a shit. You think your boss gives a fuck about you being a black man and, oh, he, him a black guy, I got to go through this bullshit. You don't give a fuck. Your boss might be the same nigga that, and I'm using nigga figuratively or loosely, of course. Your boss might be the same mofo that is trying to get you out of the company. So that's the person who you're going to complain to? <laughs> Silly goose. Come on, bro. You know, so at the end of the day, you know, you guys got to understand, man, this, this, this is, um, you know, I, I try to do whatever I can to set my mind to. And this YouTube thing, I love it. I love it. And, um, you know, if I could do it as a full-time job, I would. Why not? Because it would be great. I'm not saying that's what I'm looking to do, but if that opportunity was there, and, and which is rapidly closing, because now with YouTube, not only are they demonetizing videos, but also censoring people, well, who knows? If I could do something 
like that, be a podcast host, why not? Interview your favorite YouTubers, why not? Or even do the other business ideas that I have. You know? But at the end of the day, I understand that <clears throat> as black men, being in corporate America can be a frustrating experience. It can be a trying experience because we're dealing with stereotypes being put in, in categories and having to prove ourselves constantly. We know for a fact that we couldn't get away with certain things that our white counterparts could get away with or that even black women could get a, away with. We know that. It's not an easy road to travel. But let me just say to you, brothers, man, that I work in these jobs where you're either getting fucked over because you haven't gotten your raise yet or the position or people are gossiping about you or, you know, every day you're dealing with some sort of contention. Just realize and recognize that whatever other goal you have, whether it's to move up, don't ever give up, man. Nobody can deny you. Nobody can deny you if you're doing your job, if you're staying your nose out of gossip, okay? When people see you working hard, like, yo, this guy's been grinding this and that, eventually what's going to happen is, number one, they, they got to fuck with you. If they don't, then maybe you got to move on. You know, you got to move on. You got to move on. That's just that's just the truth. And and you guys got to understand that, you know, sometimes you may have to do something different or take a take a risk. It's hard to do, trust me. It's very difficult to do. You know. Pro style, let me read the comments. Pro style says it's frustrating at first, but once you accept the game for what it is, it's very freeing. That's right. It's very frustrating. That's why I'm never ashamed to tell brothers, look, if you got to drive Uber or Lyft or something on the side, do it. Nothing. Ain't no shame in my game. I'll drive an Uber. Ain't no shame in my game. Why wouldn't you get that extra paper so you can start your own business or do something that you're really passionate about? Because let's keep it real. How many of us are passionate about what we do? You know. A lot of us want to do something different, maybe. So ain't no shame in my game. I'm passionate about doing videos, doing podcasts, interviewing people. You guys see the fun I have when I interview people. You know what I'm saying? So there's, there's no shame. Get your paper and go. Be careful when folks invite you to happy hour. Yeah, pro style. I'm glad you bring that up, too. Yeah, because what happens at happy hour is people get drunk and they start talking about shit <laughs> that they shouldn't be talking about to coworkers. And remember what I said about number one, right? gossip people remember that shit yeah 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 i know you think everybody was drunk that night and everybody was just getting litty and and uh, you were wilding out talking about fucking the white girl in the ass you know the shit that you niggas dumb shit you niggas talk about when you get drunk at these happy hours but people are paying attention people are paying attention and while you you know loose lips sink ships while you running your mouth somebody's taking notes on all of this shit that you were talking about all of this shit. Look, I see you niggas in the hallways rapping DMX. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you talk about fucking a girl in the ass when you get drunk? You know what I'm saying? That's that's the truth, man. 
That's the truth, man. You, you niggas be in the hallways in, in corporate America, man. Nice-ass company rapping DMX all loud and shit like motherfuckers can't hear you. Now imagine the same dude being at happy hour. The fuck is he going to rap about? Like, bartender, get me a motherfucking vodka and tonic. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> yeah, I'm wilding out. But I'm just saying, man. <laughs> imagine, imagine this dude. Go going to a happy hour, man. This dude was rapping DMX hella loud, like, suck my dick. And to all you jail niggas, she's about to get thick. <laughs> By the way, that's one of the like <laughs> the, the the craziest DMX lines ever, man. You know. But yeah, guys, so anyway, that's this is a very, like I said, it's a very therapeutic topic because I know a lot of us brothers, man, we go through it. And for you guys who about to go through it to the young cats in college or high school that are about to graduate or work, you know, be mindful of what you do and what you say and how you say it. You know, that's just the truth. Mr. Universal Sports says, I like your interviews the best solo. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, fam. I I like I said, I enjoy interviewing people. Um because you know when you interview people that that's when you can um you know it, it's different it's different when you interview people you can just you know bullshit and and say what 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 you got to say you know black winter shinigami is is that how you say your name he says alcohol is true serum yeah yeah man so imagine man you you go to happy hour with the dude rapper DMX in the hallway He's talking about suck my dick. You know, nigga, you better go down the way. Shit. Yeah, I mean, shoo. That's just what it is, man. Hold up, guys. I'm just reading some of the, the older comments. <laughs> Jervis Horton. <laughs> Jervis Horton said, Sola, are you in a major city? In New York City, white women start running down the street when they're around black men. I'm, tell- <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, look, man, I'm not in New York City, but I've been in company dressed up, right? Like, I work at the company and, what you know, get, get in the elevator with a white chick, which I don't want to do, but she's clutching her purse all tight and shit. Like, I'm going to rob this broad at the workplace that I work at. I, are you serious? You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's funny, man. It's people are hella funny, man, because people are just, you know, they don't know any better. So, but anyway, guys, like I said, um, you know, I just wanted to do this video really quick. Um, I know, once again, a lot of you guys work in corporate America or are in the workforce, whether you do blue collar jobs or other jobs. And, you know, you're not alone black man in the workplace. Trust me, I understand some of the fuckery and bullshit that you go through. And my words of encouragement to you are just always remember to work hard, no matter how stacked the odds are against you. And if you're passionate about what you're doing, let's say you are at a job that you're really passionate about, just continue to work hard. And if people, you know, are fucking with you, eventually you, they can't, the, people can't deny truth. Okay. If you work hard, 
you keep your head down, you do your job. Nobody can deny truth. No matter how much they want to gossip about you, how much they want to slander you or any other disingenuous bullshit, when you work hard and you really are a good person, what will happen? I've even had jobs where they try to bribe me to stay. They're like, yo, we'll, we'll pay you this much. I'm like, fuck no. You know, you can't pay for my integrity. I'm just walking away. You can't. People can't deny truth. When you work hard and you're the type of person that you're not with the rah-rah and, and the other stuff that I've talked about, you do your job, you are the consummate professional, then they got to respect it. And it might take them a year, it might take them years, who, whatever, but at the end of the day, they got to respect it. They got to respect it. And if they do take advantage of it, then maybe it's time that you look for something else or maybe even venture out to start your own. And we, we really need to talk about that as black men because some of us here are working for a company that we've been there for years and we're still getting fucked over. We're not getting paid what we should be getting paid. We're not in the position that we should be in. And sometimes it's time to move on. Sometimes it's time that we do something different. You know? That's just the truth. You know? Shout out to Edward Anderson. I see you. You know? But anyway, guys, look. I really respect all of you coming on. Um, uh, you know, we, we're going to do some more streams this month, of course. It's it's November. And um, what else? What else is going on? If you follow me, I look, I got, I got yes, damn right, I got to do my advertising. If you follow me, you know what I'm saying, um, check out the Patreon. You know what I'm saying? The the Patreon Solo TV 84. Uh, Patreon.com slash Solo TV 84. You feel me? The the Patreon is lit, man. Patreon is lit. You know, I'm every month I'm I'm stepping my game up on the Patreon. Look, look guys, I'm gonna keep it real with you guys, okay? Familiar with the YouTuber Nola girl. A lot of you niggas are because she had a fine and she married to a black man. Shout out to that brother. You know, but is anybody familiar with Nola Girl? Okay. Nola Girl basically said, not Nolia Girl or however you pronounce her name. Um, you know, she basically said that right now what YouTube is doing to her is, is that they are blocking some of her videos from being uploaded. Okay. So her videos are getting demonetized. I mean, the same shit is happening to me, as I've talked about before. But now what they're doing is, is, is that YouTube is even blocking some of the videos from coming up. And then what she said was in her latest video is that for her to upload a video and get it monetized, she has to have YouTube review the video first before it's even uploaded. And then when the video is uploaded, then they will either say, okay, this video can be monetized or, or not. Okay, so what I'm saying is, guys, listen, a lot of you guys complain, oh, you're asking for donation, you're always asking for money, but it's because of donations I'm able to do this interview with this beautiful girl that you see on the screen right now, nigga. That's because of you guys donating. You know what I'm saying? That's why I can do some of this shit. So people got to understand that it, you guys who are always critical and, and, and roll your eyes when this part of the, the topic comes up, it's because of your donations that interviews, live interviews are possible. When I interviewed 
brother Ian Bellina. Okay. Now, some of you may know who he is, some of you not, but Ian is, uh, he does cryptocurrency and ICOs, subs nearly, um, from 300 that he had earlier this year. But when I interviewed him, Denver, okay? Thank God he had the money. Watch the interview. The, the camera hella is hella nice because we used his camera. And then he paid his editor to edit the video because it was my birthday. He's like, I will do that. So all I had to do was pay for the plane ticket to meet him in Denver. We did the interview. It was a classic. And now you guys see him. The guy is freaking, you know, running his little ICO empire. Shout out to Ian. Yeah, Nola girl is Nola girl is fine. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, but here's the thing. You know what kills me about the people that are simping? Y'all hit the like button. Most of the guys that are in our comment section simping are mid-towels, man. Let's keep it real. And once they found out she was married to a black guy, oh man, them niggas lost their mind. <laughs> they lost. <laughs> they lost their minds when they found out Nola girl was married to a black dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh man, the power of the bunker buster, I tell you. I tell you, player. I tell you. <laughs> oh, shout out to um O'Shea as well, man. Him and Donovan Sharp did a video. I wish I would have been part of that, but I I'll I might do I'll probably do a response on Patreon on that video that um they did. You know what I'm saying? Um that's just what I gotta say. I, hey, between dalliance, let's see the type of girls you deal with, nigga, or, or shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? You niggas always talk this shit about, oh, these girls are not fine. The girl on the screen is not cute. Nigga, let's see the type of females you pull with your raggedy ass. Come on, man. Anywho, man, it's your boy Solo. Let, let me put this up. Uh, what you're seeing is an exclusive interview, by the way, um, of um, the Patreon. So that's what it is. Like I said, I have different videos on Patreon that you will not find on my channel here. So shout out to that. You know what I'm saying? Midtow is a joke. I know those dudes will jump off the Midtow ship in a second if a girl started giving them attention, pro style. Well, pro style, I think it was a Barbarossa who said that um, Midtow's are a blowjob away. You know, from uh, they're just a blowjob away. I don't know. You know, I saw, I don't know, man. Like I said, I mean, my thing with Mittal is I don't have beef with Mittal. I think Mittal is great. But then I saw this video today about Mittal, which is very interesting. I saw two videos, actually. I saw the video by Mittal 101 about the Tyrese situation. And I read a couple comments that they were like, oh, I'm going to unsubscribe because now you're caping for black men? Are you fucking serious? So because Miggy, shout out to Midtown 101, made a video about Tyrese, there were a couple Midtowns going to unsubscribe because he's talking about a black guy? Are you fucking serious? You know? But when I talk about racism in Midtown, people say that I'm hyperboling and I'm reaching and shit. Get the fuck out of here, man. You know? But at the end of the day, it is what it is, you know. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you guys hit the like button. Hit the like button, man. Hit the like button. But anyway, guys, look, I'm 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 about to leave. I I got to get ready.
Eddie Father videos. Um, it's your boy Solomon Jones. You know, should, should I hey should I play the Naruto music before I ride out? Y'all want to hear some Naruto? All right, but anyway, guys, I appreciate y'all. God bless Solomon Jones, and I'm out. Peace. Choo 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 choo. Hold on a second. Let's see. Choo 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 choo. Let's see if I'm able to do this. Hold on a second. Let me know if you can hear this. Kind of weak. All right. Well, I'm out. Play.